0: Hi and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily podcast where I, Mario Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a digital delivery manager uh, we'll talk about strategy tactics things to do not to do and wrap that up in a way which makes sense for you this is a daily series of podcasts which are released on both your favorite podcast software but also a video version on youtube if you wish so if you want to get in touch get involved in the podcast maybe be a sponsor or just have an opinion uh, get in touch via twitter at mario dc and don't forget to check out the video version of this podcast on youtube the delivery manager daily Hello and welcome to episode, it's 11-ish, it's one of the three uh, episodes I wanted to record to go through my kind of foray into just passing the SPS uh, Scaled Scrum Nexus Certification. So as I'm building up my knowledge and reading through the course material and have purchased content from Udemy and going through some practice exams, I'm kind of updating this in real time as I learn more and kind of clarify some of the... um, the understanding and what i'm hoping is as you listen to me go on this journey it provides a fast track for you uh to get the certification as well because i'm all about trying to make it easier for people and i've quite enjoyed this so far it's it's certainly um practical and i think it's a great foray if you've got teams or you run delivery management teams and they're a bit unfamiliar or out of practice with scrum i think the nexus certification helps Uh, bind a reminder of what scrum is along with scaling it so i think the sps certification i think for a couple of hundred quid is probably quite a good uh, certification to have so in this episode so thanks for listening uh we'll just do all the uh, podcasty bits first so hopefully you're enjoying listening to these do follow on uh, dm underscore daily on twitter for all the latest updates and links to all the assets that i use in the podcast if you're watching on youtube hello uh, I don't know which camera I'm on, but um, obviously you're, you're getting the benefit of just being able to watch the asset on screen. So hopefully this is useful. I'm enjoying doing this and I'm going to keep doing it until I either get bored or, um, yeah. <laughs> so what you can, so let's crack on. So what you can see on screen is obviously in the last episode, I, I went through, kind of the fundamentals of nexus and in between doing that and now i've run through some practice exams and built my way up to about 80 90 regular kind of uh practice results so what i want to do is just kind of underpin that knowledge tell the story again and then what i've done is a practical example so what we're going to now do is kind of put this into real life real practical kind of life and I was mindful of, I do, and I think I said in the last episode that I do a lot of this organically. So it's nice to see where that kind of, um, where that bleeds into doing Nexus formally, I guess. But um, let's, let's go through just a reminder of what Nexus is. So Nexus adds about five, and and just an FYI as well, when I uh, go over certain facts, I've obviously got now the benefit of going through some of the practice questions, so for me, as a reminder, because I'm going to be playing this stuff back before I take the exam, uh, I'm going to be dropping in some uh, knowledge bombs, (laughs) just to make sure that, you know, because there's a lot of questions that come up again and again, and they seem to be the tricky ones that you've, you've got to remember, so... There are five additional things, uh, artifacts, assets, ceremonies that bolted onto Scrum um, to extend it into what is Nexus. Nexus itself is a framework in itself that augments and kind of extends what Scrum is to allow you to um, to allow you to scale it. So it works well with three to nine teams when you're working on a single product ideally that single product often being a piece of software and being a a complex kind of product as well and again we've got an example so think of the scrum working as it does normally and think of some of the challenges when you're working on a big product so you've got each scrum team working on its own individual sprint goals that may or may not be aligned dependent on the quality of the individual scrum master um, aligned to the overarching business needs so even though you might have scrum teams performing really well you're doing all the usual scrum things you're doing sprint reviews and retros and certainly what I find this is a real example of that that doesn't always align with the business needs and there's still a bit of jarring when you play that back to the stakeholders so team one in your scrum it's great that they might have got unit testing and testing automation working that's great but does that mean anything to the stakeholder in terms of value team two they may have got some devops pipeline integration stuff kind of sorted and documented and that's great um but does the stakeholder really care in terms of value because they don't understand it and there have been many occasions where kind of i've been in playback show and tell sessions and all the individual scrum teams have been working really hard to their individual uh, sprint goals but without that ability to story tell uh, and bring it all together in terms of value uh, the, the points missed and the scrum teams end up being quite deflated because they've done all this great work and um, it doesn't seem to have landed well. And in that particular example, I realized I was taking the, owner, taking the role almost of like a, a Nexus integration team all in one. Um, and so I can start to kind of see the value of this. So your Scrum teams are working as they normally do, but overlaid over the top, again, there's still a backlog. It's still refined and groomed in the same way. There's this notion of having a Nexus backlog and the Nexus backlog is the composite of what all the Scrum teams are doing. And it's kind of translated into an overarching Nexus goal. And that Nexus goal is more aligned to the value, uh, an understandable stakeholder kind of aligned value of the product rather than the individual Scrum team goals, which may be a bit more independent and often more technical and more difficult to understand. So the notion of this Nexus Sprint backlog, which is coordinated and refined by the Nexus integration team, is that it makes sure that there is a bit of accountability and progress towards delivering value release, communicable value release, rather than the technical kind of deliveries that the scrum teams may, may be delivering. And it's a way of tracking that progress and we'll come on to how, how the Nexus uh, Sprint backlog can be presented back to stakeholders too. So it's kind of overlaid over the top and the Nexus integration team take full responsibility for those, um, those value increments. And those value increments are progress towards the nexus backlog the individual product backlog is still the individual product backlog there is still a software product to build um, but the nexus sprint backlog is a bit of a composite of all those teams and actually is translated into true value for the stakeholders and is a way of kind of tracking progress towards that and that nexus sprint backlog is eminently important the bigger the platform. And the more complex the the project and the more people involved, because how many times as a delivery manager do you look at an individual product product backlog and it just becomes bloated and it's full of stuff. And at some point you look at it and you think, I don't quite know where I am with with something and cognitively as well. And I see this with teams all the time. Cognitively, when you've got a huge backlog that's not being kept on top of, it can be a blocker of progress because there's just so much to do. So people procrastinate and don't do anything. So Nexus is this augmentation. There's a few extra ceremonies. that We replace one of the ceremonies um, and the aim is to kind of remove impediments to highlight early and regular daily in this case and make transparent any kind of interdependency issues between the teams um, as an individual group that can both feed up to the stakeholders and to practically do something about it. The Nexus integration team can also in dire emergency jump in and do additional work so there's a few scenarios in the exam that will will ask a question of uh, if you need particular expertise in a certain scrum team and that expertise exists in the Nexus integration team can you pull someone from the Nexus integration team to help yes you can Uh, the Nexus integration team's made up of some key individuals that are mandatory the product owner the Nexus scrum master that can also be a scrum master in the individual scrum teams, but you can't have two Nexus scrum masters working in the Nexus integration team. The scrum master in the Nexus integration team is responsible for bringing it all together and coordinating that refinement, the retrospective data, the Nexus sprint backlog, and coordinating that within the, the Nexus integration team. I'm going to call them the NIT from now on because I'm getting a bit uh, tired of, of saying Nexus integration team. Um, and that scrum master is responsible for, along with the knit making sure that that increment of value is done sprint to sprint and making sure that using these additional nexus ceremonies to make sure that again impediments are identified and removed and there's transparency across interdependencies between the teams and technical challenges and blockers are fixed so then the knit is really important and what they do is they have that uh, daily scrum prior to the team scrums the idea is using this kind of bottom-up empiricism in terms of the nexus daily scrum get a feed of what's happening on the ground and the nexus integration team also handle interdependent issues blockers uh, impediments and then that data and that information feeds into the scrum team's daily scrums that helps to ensure that the scrum teams when they have their scrums uh, they're not missing any information that might be important that again if you translate this into the real world you see all the time so a Scrum team could be communicating that it's had a really good day, it's churning through its story points, everything's gravy, and then you find out that they're completely unaware of an upstream dependency with a payment gateway, and actually their Sprint is going to be kiboshed you know, within the next 24 hours. The Nexus Daily Scrum that happens before the Team Scrum is an effort of making that kind of stuff transparent. So you package up that um, increment of work, you do this Nexus Sprint review which replaces the individual scrum team reviews. So that's one ceremony that changes. So no more sprint reviews individually. You look at the Nexus overall sprint review because that's aligned to the Nexus sprint goal. And the Nexus sprint goal is more of an alignment of the the stakeholder value release that's needed for any particular software product. But all that's nonsense. So let's um, do a practical example. And again, I'm going through this now and thinking of, um, I'm both trying to simplify it for the benefit of the video and and the podcast, because I don't want to waffle on for more than about 30 minutes, but also so you can start to see real life Nexus, or certainly how I'd implement it anyway. And I don't care if any Nexus experts and purists kind of come into the chat and the comments and say, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong. I feel that I'm getting a good solid understanding of this right and this is how I would try to implement it and it completely mirrors what I do anyway and that seems to work so I'm pretty happy with this and it all kind of aligns but um, I'm interested you know if I'm getting anything particularly wrong but I don't think I am so hopefully this will be good learning. So an example scenario uh, in the last podcast we're going to keep up with the trading platform because I'm pretty familiar uh, with that as a, as a product so we've, we're building a trading platform that's kind of built and we've got a, a release coming up a couple of releases um so we've got features one to four that are in relation to the product itself we're gonna we're gonna get that real-time market feed that we talked about um In the last episode, we're going to get that up and running. We're going to link a bank account so a trading account can be funded. We're going to, for FSA and all other kinds of regulatory uh, requirements, get an activity audit log within the platform itself and for security we're going to handle and implement multi-factor authentication for users so there's a bit of security there. Simultaneously and again for this scenario just to make it that little bit more complicated and justify the need for Nexus, we're doing a simultaneous release on the user interface. We're going to um, update the mobile uh, user interface and we're going to do a bug fix for the market feed on mobile that doesn't quite work on smaller screens. So that translates into the Nexus sprint goal that's been identified by the Nexus integration team that we're going to have a release of version four of the trading platform. delivers those four features and version two of the visual interface changes so some what I'm trying to do here is show a typical software release and what it looks like obviously you can transplant that with something of your own but typically this makes sense to me you'll often be working on a huge software product and you're getting multiple teams working on different things that will almost indefinitely have up and downstream cross dependencies across the lot so we're introducing some features we're going to branch out to some third-party platforms for payment integration simultaneously at the same time, delivering of these features, we're going to change the user interface. So that's a great reason to kind of consider Nexus because you're going to have a bucket load of scrum teams working on this and you can already see and smell the potential complexity. So the Nexus integration team have got this very clear Nexus goal. We're going to get version 4 released of the platform that's going to release those four features and version 2 of the visual interface changes that's going to fix that bug and update the mobile interface too. There's a Nexus Scrum Master in that knit, and that Nexus Scrum Master is entirely responsible for achieving that Nexus goal. All the work that the Scrum teams are doing, they may be doing individual work on those features in typical Scrum fashion, but are contributing towards that Nexus goal and that nexus goal only and that is at the forefront of everyone's mind and again you can see in the diagram in dire emergencies the NIT can actually step in but that's generally not the case the NIT is there to help uh, increase transparency remove impediments for the nexus as a whole rather than and and make sure that integration is happening and remember what we talk about with integration it's not necessarily technical integration we're talking about all the teams having everything they need to deliver that nexus goal Um, they're not there to do the integration work they're there to be coaches servant leaders etc etc but in emergencies and this will come up in the exam they can step in and do some work if needed if for example one of them happens to be an expert in a particular technology and all your scrum teams are a little bit new to it for example so you've got your nit and you've got your nit uh, nexus goal so here's your scrum team, we've got team one, they're going to have sprints one to three to fix the user interface bugs. That's been groomed and refined and identified that they need three sprints to do that. Uh, Team two are going to do the market data feed. They've identified that they're going to need at least two sprints to do that. And team three are going to Use between one and three sprints to do the bank account setup and linking, and you'll see there that each team has its own Scrum Master and that operates as a regular Scrum. So I'm not going to go through that, I'm going to assume if you're listening, you kind of understand how Scrum works. One thing to note that does come up in the exam is that in a Nexus, uh, the sprints don't have to necessarily uh, be the same length for each team, they can be different lengths, and we'll come on to that next, but importantly, they have to align to the value, the increment release. So working with the knit Scrum Master, it can be identified that some teams may have a requirement for different length sprints, and that's okay. Now, why would you have different length sprints? This comes up in the exam. You want to shorten the length of any sprint where the complexity or the difficulty or the unknowns are greater. And the reason for that is you then bring in, using the Nexus model, more uh, analysis, more uh, auditing, more checking. So... You might have, in this example, Team 2 doing the market data feed. We recognize that that's a really complex, multi-dependent feature. So let's do a single sprint first because we know it's going to be complex. And then that means that we can do a cross-team refinement session, which we'll come on to in a minute. And we can, we can feed into and um, highlight issues daily using the Nexus daily scrum for, for that particular area. Um, rather than keeping all the sprints uh, the same length, And having the teams get to the same place with different needs, different requirements and different dependencies, which also happens in real life. So it totally makes perfect sense that in the Nexus, each team might be working to different sprint lengths and that's fine. But um, you want to make sure that that's in alignment with the knit scrum master who coordinates all that to still make sure that everyone gets to the line of the particular sprint, the Nexus sprint, and making sure that a particular uh, value release and increment is achieved. So hopefully you're with me so far. So we've got a product backlog. The product backlog is the product backlog that you would expect in a sprint. Overlaid on the top of that is the Nexus sprint backlog. This isn't an additional backlog. This is a composite of the summary of what each team is doing with the contents of the backlog, but probably displayed in a slightly different format, which I'm immediately going to jump onto. So if I just zoom out and you can see here, and again, I will share this diagram after. And these are my notes, right? This is my interpretation of the learning and the course that I'm doing. So if this doesn't kind of fit with you, you know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So that Nexus Sprint backlog is often in Nexus, defined and displayed to stakeholders as a tree map. Now the tree map is basically backlog. This comes up in the exam as well. Uh, So the backlog items are represented as rectangles and you can use color coding, the bigger the box, the bigger the thing. And that's kind of an understandable artifact for stakeholders that's usually presented in the, um, the sprint review via the NIT team to show progress towards the nexus sprint goals because it's easier to use a tree map than it is to show a backlog or burn down reports and that kind of stuff now there was so much good information that i found on scrum desk that i've just included the page here and what you can see there is an actual tree map and you can see and i'll leave this for your own um your own reading but you can you can implement a tree map however you want as long as you follow the certain rules and you can use color to represent kind of risk or size or remaining time or time spent and you can also use filtering such as moscow or kano or um and what you're trying to do is the nick team is present back complex Uh, progress storytelling in a way that makes sense so the tree map is recognized as a a usable asset in nexus comes up in the nexus sps exam so it's worth kind of reading the scrum desk article it's pretty good uh, and kind of summarizes if you've not used that as an asset before uh, how to uh, synthesize a complicated backlog in a way that makes sense i'll actually be using that in one of my next projects it's not something a tree map i've always used although i have used them before so anyway, so you've got your um, you've got your sprint, your Nexus Sprint uh, backlog, which remember is this composite aligned to the Nexus Sprint goal, um, and we've talked about you can have different uh, sprint lengths, which again there's notes on the board, and why you would have different sprint lengths. So once you've got the Nexus Sprint backlog, you have this cross-team refinement. This is another Nexus kind of ceremony in effect. The cross-team refinement is an effort to help reduce cross team dependencies. It's an ongoing thing that can happen at any time. The frequency and the duration flexes dependent on the need to have a cross-team refinement. And a cross-team refinement, for example, would be triggered in the event of a scrum team doing uh, the, the market data feed. We've already identified that we're going to keep them on a single sprint so we can have a, 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 a retrospective or a, an inspection of work so far. So you trigger a cross-team refinement to start looking at progress in shorter periods of time that cross team refinement then pollinates the nexus daily scrum which then pollinates the scrum team scrum of scrums and the scrum team's planning and therefore what you're doing is creating this chain of communication that goes up and down hopefully where everyone gets to, uh, to uh, understand any technical difficulties maybe they need to call in an expert maybe there's someone in the knit team that can help etc etc so The next sprint backlog remember the output of that is to get a single integrated increment that's releasable and meets the definition of done Uh, the definition of done is as it would normally be set out by the scrum master or the product owner in this case and The Nexus Sprint is the thing to focus on, even though each individual Scrum Team member will be working on sprints in the usual manner with their own sprint goals. So almost like the Knit orchestrates the storytelling element, which again, as I start to learn Nexus more and more, realise that I've been doing this organically as as part of of what appears to be Nexus. So the Knit has a sprint review at the end of the overall uh, Nexus Sprint. Rather than the individual sprints that might be at different lengths, remember the NIT is there to coordinate that in line with the Nexus sprint goal and making sure that uh, an increment has been developed that's releasable, meets the definition of done, etc. So the NIT sits down as a sprint review. This replaces individual scrum team reviews again because the focus is on the Nexus sprint goal. this is the time that the NIT presents to stakeholders using an asset like the tree map, And at this point, uh, any feedback from stakeholders the NIT take on, they understand uh, how to interpret that and how to implement that. And then uh, changes are made to, to assets like the backlog to make sure that that constant refinement is happening to uh, achieve the, the, the ongoing and upcoming Nexus Sprint goals. After the Nexus Sprint review, you have a Nexus Sprint retrospective. And the idea is then just as a regular retrospective that the NIT team will then sit down, look at whether the Nexus sprint goal has been met. So you can see we're just working one level up and what they're doing is looking at the the tree map, they're looking at the value release, they're looking at any uh, integration issues that they didn't spot or maybe we needed subject matter experts in areas that we didn't have. And again, the overall aim is to make sure that quality and effectiveness is increased, sprint performance is increased as a whole in relation to the Nexus rather than the individual teams and the impediments and blockers are reduced and then that concludes the nexus sprint and then you do it all again So that's where I am at the minute with Nexus and I'm going to carry on doing some practice exams today, contributing to this whiteboard, which I will populate later today. Hopefully this is useful. It's just a little bit of uh, research for me and will help me pass the SPS exam, but maybe it will help you too. If you enjoyed it, drop me a message on Twitter. I'd be grateful at MarioDC or DM underscore daily. And you can watch this on uh, YouTube and all your favourite podcast software. And episode 12 will be coming up before the end of the week, I think where we should hopefully be finishing off Nexus and getting ready for the exam. Thank you.